What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird. And Randy. And you're tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's give them the bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of GTB. This week, Haley and I are kicking off kind of a two-parter. So this week and next week, we'll go hand in hand. Um, We wanted to talk about some red flags when it comes to your relationship with exercise. And then next week, we thought we'd talk about, you know, once you've identified, if you have some of those red flags, how do you kind of take a step back, reevaluate, and maybe get back to it in a healthy way? Um, So this week, again, kind of talking about those red flags, and we have talked about some of these things before, uh, but we thought it's worth revisiting because these things might come up for you over and over again throughout your life, um, just as you go through different periods. And so um, it's always good to reassess. And so... Mm -hmm. Haley, I wanted to yes, ask Randy. you to maybe give us one of your first first red flags. Totally. Yeah. So this is something that in like every session that I um, conduct, I listen for this. Even if the person that's meeting with me doesn't report a history of like an unhealthy relationship with food or movement, I always kind of do like my own screening for for this. And sometimes I will just ask, like, what's your relationship with exercise look like? Um, And then sometimes I get these looks like, "Uh, what are you talking about? Because nobody's ever asked them that. You know, it's like an interesting concept. What does that even mean? Yeah, my relationship with exercise, I don't have one of those. Um, So, (laughs) But you do. So I think the first thing that I always listen for is any sort of, like, lack of flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that could be, you know lack of flexibility in terms of the days of the week that you work out? Like, do you, you know, you have to work out X amount of days per week um, or does it have to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday? So like rigidity and and structure that way and like schedule, but also within your workout, are you able to modify? Um, Mm -hmm. Are you able to, even though maybe the, if you're following like a program, it says to do, three sets of 10 of these six different exercises. If you're running short on time, do you feel comfortable removing one of those exercises in order to get done in a certain period of time? Like flexibility that way, basically like how rigid are you with your structure, um, days of the week, workout that you're doing? What does that look like? And then what comes up when when that rigidity or that structure is broken? Like Mm -hmm. if you're sick, what comes up? If you get injured, what comes up? Um, If again, you don't have enough time to do your workout, what comes up? And is that a lot of guilt, a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, oh, fuck, Mm -hmm. like big ass red flags popping up for me. So those are some of like the first, the first things I really listen for. Lack of flexibility, really rigid. Um, And then this having some sort of like, response when we can't follow that structure. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely have resonated with that myself in the past and know people that 
that struggle with being flexible or giving themselves a freaking break when they are yeah. sick or injured. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy to me the things that I've heard people say in the past when they're injured or sick and like still go to the gym. Yeah. I remember there was a uh, an advertisement for a local gym. I think it was a local gym. Yeah. This was probably like two years ago or something. And it was somebody that was in a boot, like in a, like they had uh, oh, like a, yes, boot. Yes, you, know, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like a boot, like you yeah. injured your foot boot. Right. <laughs> Work, working out in not snow a, boots. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. My God. So on one, they're doing an RDL, which if you're not familiar with Romanian deadlifts, it's a, an exercise where you're working your lower body, you hinge at your hips and like the dumbbells go down towards the floor, et cetera. It doesn't really matter. Anywho, they're doing an RDL. They're wearing a boot on one foot. And the whole idea was like, no excuses. <laughs> like, yeah. We but work out even when we have a stress <laughs> fracture, like even when we break our feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, maybe that's why you broke your foot. Like right. maybe, you know, um, yeah. I, I remember I'm, label them as excuses. Cause that has a negative connotation, like spinning it to be, yeah. Giving your body the rest it deserves so that you don't injure yourself is not an yes. excuse. <laughs> no, it's a reason. It is, right. it is a very legitimate reason. Yeah. Um, I, that was one I remember I sent it to my sister, Leslie, and I was like, what the actual fuck? Like what? This is so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are some, some big things. And yeah. And I, I always like to say like a little caveat, it is one thing when you can't make your workout and you're like, Oh damn, like I'm bummed that I I can't go. Or like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed that I have to rearrange some things like that kind Mm -hmm. of sucks or whatever it might be. That is totally different than like, oh my God, my day is ruined. Like, what am I going to do? When am I going to get that workout in? That's going to make like next week off and then my month off. And like, mm-hmm. but I was going to go out to eat this day. And now if I'm not working out, like, woo-hoo-hoo, when yeah. we freaking spiral. spiral. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those are some big ones. I also think, um, well, I should ask you, are there are there big ones that, that come up to mind for you that you can think of? Well, so you're probably going to have more than me because you probably see this in your students that you work with, mm-hmm. but you just kind of reminded me of one that I had thought of. And, you know, it's probably a little bit of both relationship with food and exercise, but using exercise to make up for something that you've eaten, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, oh, I just like indulged at lunch. So I have to go for a second workout today. Uh-huh. Like, that's not what it's for. Right. Yeah. That's a big one that I have. Like I, I call it like kind of coupling food and movement um, mm-hmm. or like we should work to decouple them. That's a huge one. Um, like we increase the amount of exercise in order to offset the food. And yeah, I hear this all the time from students. Um, like, you know, not every student chooses to drink, but some of the students that I work with who they go out on a Friday and then Saturday it's like, Oh, I need to like, I drank so much last night or like we got Marco's. I need to like work out extra hard today, whatever it is. Oh, Marco's grilled cheese. Oh, I right. hope that's still like a thing in downtown Iowa city, but I don't know. Haven't oh, been. I'm pretty sure it is. It's gotta be. It's, it's gotta, gotta be. be. Um, so yeah, the, the coupling of food and movement and you're right. I think that that's typically in, indicative. If I hear that too, it's like, okay, we're going to also, which I explore relationship with food too, when I'm meeting with students solely for exercise, because it's like, mm-hmm. it's like they do go hand in hand, right? And 
we don't want to use exercise to undo the food. Like that's, like you said, that's not the point of it. Um, right. So yeah, that's a, that's a really big red flag. And I also think just like, what rules do you have about what counts as exercise, right? Like we yes. use the term movement a lot. I choose movement over like physical activity or exercise often simply because when we think about exercise, and I know I've mentioned this like probably on five other episodes, but mm -hmm. our mind goes to something really like tra traditional quote unquote exercise in a gym, um, using equipment, really sweaty, working hard, like kind of mm -hmm. uncomfortable in like a muscular sense. Um, but when we think about movement, way more people like that opens up the doors for what counts, right? That could be biking. It could be dancing. It could be like playing soccer with your kids in the yard, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. So what counts as exercise or movement for you, you know, does going on a post dinner walk with your family count as exercise or not because you don't sweat, you don't really get your heart rate up a ton and like, mm -hmm. it's not super structured. Um, and the amount of rules that people have about what counts is like, mm -hmm. my God, like it is, how do you even count ex like how does exercise even fit into your routine if it has to be right. a certain length of time even some people like well I don't I didn't wear like fitness clothes so it didn't count like oh, I've even heard I, that before you know so yeah I don't know did you ever have any rules around that because I know like I did personally but any rules about like oh, what counts I think I still exercise? do I think mm -hmm. I still actively have that um oh yeah you know I, logically I know that that's not you know I need to ditch that and you know, I will happily tell other people that, but it's just something, it's just a mental block in my mind. It's like, I haven't been traditionally exercising lately, um, but nor have I been moving because to me, I'm just like, eh, it's not worth it because it's not actually exercising, which yes. is terrible. I want to get away from that, but that's just where I'm at right now. And, you know, that's something that I'm working on. Um, and I've gotten to a point in the past where, you know, I would go on walks and stuff and feel good about that. But I don't know. It's just one of those things I think that comes and goes and waves for me, which, again, is why it's good for us to talk about this more than once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That count that um, the one you just said of like, what's the point if <laughs> fill in the blank? What's the point if I'm not going to sweat? What's the point if it's not going to be an hour? What's the point? If I can't do it every day this week. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think that. That gets to another big one is motivation, right? Like mm -hmm. what is your motivation for engaging in movement, exercise, whatever? We'll use the word interchangeably for this for this episode. Like yep. is your motivation, and again, GTBers, you guys know, you all know this one. Like is our motivation solely about body size changes? Because if it does, that's going to put a lot of rules on what counts. Like yeah, if, if we are solely exercising to burn as many calories as possible, then probably that like short 15 minute walk down to the post office and back, well, it's not going to burn a lot of calories. So it probably doesn't count as exercise, right? Or like, mm -hmm. yeah, that short walks, I'm not going to sweat a lot. So it's not going to burn a lot, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. if we can check in with what's our motivation and um, is it beyond the scale, beyond our body size? that is like a beautiful thing. So a red flag for me is, um, when I flat out ask, like, tell me more about like, what's your motivation or why now? Like what's, why do you want to get active now? 
they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to change my body size. It definitely takes some more exploring because I don't think wanting necessarily using exercise to change your body is inherently wrong. There's a lot that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's worth exploring and that can be like another red flag. And again, I think it just like takes the fun out of movement when Mm -hmm. only certain things count because we're only engaging in things that burn the most calories, change our body the most, et cetera. So that's another big one motivation. Yep. That just reminded me too of like, uh, maybe two weeks ago or so my daughter wanted to go on a walk. So I went on a walk with her. Um, but before I went, I had to put on my watch and I had to start, uh, you know, exercise session mm-hmm. on it because otherwise it didn't count. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless I tracked it and recorded it, which ugh, I hate that one, mm. but it's still kind of a rule for me that I'm trying to ditch. Yeah. And so that also makes me, I mean, that kind of gets back to like, like I wasn't wearing tennis shoes, so it didn't count as a walk. Like I was right. just wearing my sandals. Like when I walked my dogs, it's like, but it doesn't change the fact that like it was a walk around town, you know? Right. Um, and, and I just want to be completely clear. I am right there with you. Exercise has always been, um, it's always been a food and movement has, it's always been a difficult thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm not at a point where it's as strong just because, I have just allowed exercise to be on the back burner because mentally like it's, it feels just like another to do for me, which can be another indicator of like, if you're feeling obligated to move Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, I think that might be another indicator. Cause again, we want exercise to be enjoyable. We want to look forward to it. And if we just feel like, Oh, I have to do this thing for whatever reason, like that's another sign that not necessarily that your relationship is unhealthy with movement, but that you're not doing the right thing for you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But yeah, I just want to be clear for listeners. Like I am, I am no, I wanted to say no golden pony. I don't know why I totally made that up. I've (laughs) never heard heard that, but I love it. I've absolutely (laughs) never heard that before. I'm I'm no golden pony. I I ain't no golden pony, but (laughs) I ain't no golden pony. I don't know why I thought of that. But like, I absolutely still notice these things coming up. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think, again, like you said, it's really good to revisit and to to ask, to ask ourselves like some of these important questions of, do I feel guilty? Or um, what would happen if I didn't exercise for a week? Or when Mm -hmm. I go on vacation and there's not a gym available, how does that make me feel? Like, am I fine taking a break? Um, Another one that I love and we've asked, we've, you know, said it many times on the podcast is, and I think it gets to our motivation or like our intention is if I knew that no matter how I moved, the size and shape of my body would never, ever change. Would I continue to work out in the way that I do? And as I always say, if your answer is yes, yay, that's good. That tells you that like Mm -hmm. you're intrinsically motivated. You like what you're doing. Um, Even if weight loss or body size changes, you feel like you're, you still would like to see those as a result of exercise. Um, they're at least not your main motivator and that's, that's positive. Um, if you find that the answer is no, I wouldn't be engaging in this. Ooh, red flag, my love, big Mm -hmm. old red flag. Um, and that's a chance to go back to the drawing board, I think. For sure. For sure. 
Um, and kind of going back to like what counts as exercise, mm-hmm. I think for me, I always, something that counts is something that makes me feel accomplished or was challenging. So if it wasn't challenging, like going for a walk, then for me, it doesn't count. Mm, That's interesting. I need to like get over too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, and it might be too, where it's like, maybe, maybe in your mind, um, it's like, it's, there's different types of exercise for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. So it may not fall into this like rigorous going to a Versa workout, you know, sweating, et cetera, Mm -hmm. but it can fall into this other bucket. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it doesn't have to be that they're necessarily equivalent. Um, but it's just allowing it to still count. Does that make sense? Right. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be difficult to be beneficial. I yes. Think you know, to me, like, what impact is it having on me if it's not difficult? Mm. Um, which obviously there's physical benefits, I, which I need to remind myself of. But, uh, but you know, one thing we haven't talked about yet is like mental health benefits and mm-hmm. like that too. So, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of separating that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this may not be an intense workout. That's like, su- like super challenging on my muscles and et cetera, but it's mm-hmm. really beneficial for my mental health. Um, I'm getting outside in the case that you mentioned, like that connection with, with Evelyn, with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, there are benefits beyond, there are benefits to movement beyond just, you know, the what structured intense exercise exercise can provide us with. So yeah, I like that reminder. Like it doesn't have to be super intense in order for mm-hmm. me to get a benefit in it. Um, right. And being able to notice like, is the only benefit I'm looking for to challenge myself physically? Cause that could be, mm-hmm. you know, again, I wonder if that might relate back to some body size stuff too. So yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't feel like the, um, my main motivator is body size, mm-hmm. but that does make me wonder. Cause like what, why does it have to be so challenging if that's mm-hmm. not, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I th- I bet it's probably just one of those, you know, very embedded rules um, mm-hmm. that even if it's not related to body size, it's like kind of like, what's the point if it's not going to be really difficult? Yep. Like if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you kind of Ooh, shit, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I hope I didn't make that one up like the golden pony. Like I think people actually say that if it doesn't challenge yeah, you. We need to collect these regardless. I know. To reuse. We, we absolutely do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those would be some of the big ones. Another one that I, that just came to me too is, and I know that Randy, you're going to relate to this. And I know that I do too, is this identity piece of it. Like, yes. Yeah. Like (laughs) exercise or I think it's kind of extreme to say it's the most important thing in life, but this idea of like, it defines who I am Mm -hmm. Um, without it. I don't know who I am. Yep. A lot of athletes run into this um, like high school or collegiate athletes after they're, you know, no longer in like a structured uh, sport, which makes sense because that does take up so much time. But a lot of people are like, I'm the fit and healthy one in the group. Like Mm -hmm. I'm the one, I'm the one that people turn to. Um, This is my personality. 
Like yep. this is such a huge piece of my identity and without it, like, what do I bring to the table? What do I do? Who am I? What do I enjoy? And that can be really, really scary if our ability to engage in exercise is taken away from us, right? Because of injury, illness, whatever it might be. Um, mm -hmm. So I think the identity piece is a, is a big one. Oh, for sure. That was huge for me. I think I finally dropped that now, but oh yeah. It was like, you know, if I wasn't the fit friend anymore, like who, who was I? <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah, and yeah. I think there's a lot of pride associated with it too. Like mm -hmm. because because I think being the quote unquote fit friend, and I, I see this in myself too, it's like all the things that diet culture says with comes with being fit, it's like I'm disciplined. Um mm -hmm. I'm I don't know, you fill in the discipline's the only one that's yeah. coming up for me, but it's like it be it it's a part of my personality and like those are all like these positive quote unquote positive characteristics that like I want to uphold um and yeah that that one I still I struggle with that actually too because I'm also like the fitness professional out of the friends and it's like yeah fitness professionals yeah the space is changing but there is kind of this idea that like being fit has a look or like being a fitness professional you should look a certain way and if I don't look a certain way, then like, I don't fit into this group. And then I have, I question everything about myself. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's a challenging one. And again, definitely takes therapy to undo that and work through it. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here I say, like, I finally dropped the identity, but I think I've dropped the, the, I am the, the fit friend, but I definitely have adopted the, the flip side. I am not disciplined. That's mm. how I feel right now because I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. so that's what, what I feel now because I'm not regularly moving. Mm -hmm. um, and I think logically, I know that's not true, but I certainly feel that in my day to day because, you know, I have a lot of other things going on, but if I was just more disciplined, I would be able to get to the gym in the morning or regularly be moving. Mm -hmm. so. And that kind of comes back to that, what we were talking about before, like the excuses, right? Mm -hmm. We think of all these reasons why we're not going to the gym as excuses when really they're, they're reasons, like they're legitimate reasons. Like you were up late busting your ass with this new project that you're working on or like things like that, you know? Um, yep. But again, it's an excuse, but it's not, yeah. you know? Um so yeah, that's, that's interesting though, that you've kind of worked through the identity piece, but in its place now is still, it's, like it's a still kind of there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what truth there is to this. I think it's probably a theory and I don't even know who it came from. My husband has told me this a couple of times, um, but you know, of the, what are there like five major things, family, friends, maybe four family, friends, work. And health, you can mm -hmm. have three at a time. Oh, and so you know, I think for me right now, I'm focusing more on family, friends, and and work, mm -hmm. and health and fitness is lower on the totem pole for me. Like I said, mm -hmm. I don't know what truth there is to that. It's probably just kind of a theory and like generalization. But I do feel like I've noticed that in my life. Currently, I feel like I'm prioritizing those three. And prior, when I was really like unhealthily prioritizing health and fitness, 
I was actually kind of neglecting my family and my relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what ultimately turned me around and kind of pulled me away from that. So, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I've always found that interesting. I think about that every once in a while when I do feel like, oh, I'm just not disciplined. I'm like, but what else am I focusing on? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I, I love that. I've asked the question of um, when, when people kind of are kicking themselves for like, you know, or I haven't, I haven't been very regular or, you know, quote unquote disciplined with exercise for the last three months, or for some people it's been like for the last two years, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I asked them, what have you gained by letting movement or exercise be on the back burner? Like yep. what has you know, deprioritizing exercise or health and maybe reprioritizing everything else, what has that allowed you to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's, that's not like a cop-out. It's again, it's not like a quote unquote excuse. It's truly just recognizing that like those, like exercise had to take a backseat in order for me to prioritize my family, my relationships, mm-hmm. or ironically, exercise had to take a backseat in order for me to prioritize my health. Right. Like we, we find that a lot with people who are, are, who are over exercising. Like we have to take a break. A break is what we actually need. Um, Mm -hmm. so yes, that I, I do like that idea though. And, And just reminding you that, you know, it's okay to deprioritize fitness. You're not any less of a, of a person. Like you're, you're just maybe quote unquote disciplined in other areas or working Mm -hmm. on prioritizing other areas than exercise, which I think is really important (laughs) and healthy. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think those are some of the, some of the big things. Um, There are like specific things that like specific screening tools that might say like, do you decline social events um, Mm -hmm. because they overlap with your workout or like family events, things like that. Um, Again, do you continue to work out when you're sick or injured? Um, And I think those are all things to look for. But again, it's just this idea of like this preoccupation with exercise, this lack of flexibility or like hyper rigidity being really motivated by body size changes, having a lot of rules around what counts, you know, do we couple food with movement or yeah, food with exercise? Um, and that identity piece, like if you no longer could exercise, would you still feel like yourself? Like, and it's okay if you would, you know, feel a little bit less like yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. but is it such a huge part of who you are that you would be lost without it kind of thing? I think those are some, those are some good ones. Anything else you can think of? I don't think so. I would be interested, you know, if any listeners have experienced or noticed red flags in themselves that either we've mentioned or, you know, is something new, maybe we haven't thought of, um, and how they've dealt with that. Or maybe if this episode like brought that to light for them, um, we would love to hear about that, especially because next week we'll be talking about, um, you know, what to do if you do recognize those red flags and, you know, how to kind of get back into exercise or movement rather in a healthy way. Thanks for tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, head on over to Apple iTunes or Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Give Them the Bird podcast to stay up to date with all things GTB. We'll see you back here next week for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.